Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my co-host. He's back. <laughs> Pastor Ken Keltner, Brookside Baptist Church. Pastor, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. You've been doing solo for the last few weeks, Mike. Man, it shows never sounded better, brother. <laughs> never sounded. I bet, man. Never no, no sounded. Wonder, no, no wonder man. we're getting so many compliments. All of our sponsors are asking to spend more money with us. The advertisers, my phone's phone. I'm just kidding, Pastor. Hey, in all seriousness, I am so sorry for your loss. I know that your father is, is now... You know, in heaven, and I know what an impact and influence that he was on on your life and uh, your your family's life, and and I and I'm so sorry for your loss. Well, you know, 45 years he was uh, a pastor. He's in ministry, and and uh, he was in the Air Force uh, station in Donaldson Air Force Base in South Carolina, and his neighbors uh, knew Jesus Christ, were believers, and they befriended my mom and dad, and uh, had him over to the house, fed him. And kept sharing with them uh, about Christ, and that's really what this show has been about. This program has yes, been sir. about letting people know that you can know for sure where you're going to go when you die. And um, my dad went went to home to be with the Lord on Thanksgiving morning, and I don't know uh, of a better day to to go home and be with the Lord than on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, of course, you know we miss him and uh, appreciate his example and impact in in our lives and. He did. Uh, he did enjoy the fact that uh, he was the first believer in his family, and uh, even before he passed on, he said, "Man, isn't it exciting that there's three generations of Keltners that are pastors?" And so he awesome. he was pretty excited about that guy you you coached for years that gave you fits. Keith, our third son, he's pastoring in Akron, Ohio, right now. He did give me fits, by the way. <laughs> but man, he could play. All those Keltner boys could could play. Well, know that uh, you know our family at Brookside Baptist Church. Uh, we're we're constantly praying for you and 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 your family and your mom and and your uh, your your brother sister and and just understand that uh, we missed you when you were gone. We're happy to have you back. Oh, I appreciate it, Mike, and I'm glad to be back and glad to be back on on the program with you. I love I love what you've been doing with us. Well, and you're lucky to be back because doing solo was kind of fun. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you didn't have to say, ah, oh, there he goes talking again. He won't follow my signs. I told him cut. <laughs> no, he, he never breaks when I ask him to break. Hey, I'm excited about today's show. Uh, this is a guy that I've heard a lot about and have never met in person, but he is a pastor at Elmbrook. He is the president and founder of No Regrets Ministries and is chaplain for the Milwaukee Brewer, Steve Soderman. Um, Steve, uh, it's nice to finally meet you in person, sir. How are you today? I'm doing great, Mike. It's good to have uh, to be here. I've heard a lot about you as well in the show, and 
Um, had a number of our guys have mentioned it over the years, so it's good to have a chance just to be here, to catch up, and to, to talk about what God's doing here in Milwaukee. Boy, this, uh, and we're going to get into the No Regrets Conference that's coming up in, in February, and we'll talk a lot about that um, with you, because this thing has grown from, uh, you know, something that you did for some guys at Elmbrook to something that's not only throughout the entire country, but it's in uh, it's, it's the world at this point. Yeah. It yeah, really it is. is. And we'll talk about that uh, here in the on the show in segment two and three. Um, let's talk a little bit about your background, um, Steve. You grew up in, in in Brookfield, correct? Right. And uh, ended and going to Elmbrook. And, and once we talk about your testimony, we'll find out just how important Elmbrook has been in in your life. But you've been a pastor at Elmbrook now for how long? I've been in Elmbrook for thirty two years as a pastor. Uh, for the first eight years, I uh, worked with the uh, college age ministry. And uh, after eight years of college-age ministry, I had uh, four kids. I, I went to Stewart and said, I am so sick of pizza parties, bus trips, <laughs> retreats. I said, you got to get me out of here. i got to do something different, you know. And I said, I'll do evangelism. I'll do missions. I'll do assimilation. I'll do prayer. And he came back a month later and said, I want you to do men's ministry. I said, that wasn't on my list. I said, what in the world do you do with men? I said, I've never worked with a man in my life. And he said, you just do the very same thing you did with the college kids, just act a little bit more mature. And, uh, <laughs> and so for the last 25 years, that's what I've been doing, uh, working with the, the men of Elmbrook. And uh, it's been just an incredible privilege. Boy, speaking of growth, that, that church has really grown. Uh, especially think about when you started there a long time ago, when you were at Brookfield Central yeah. to where it is now. It's, it's, it's a mega church. It really is. When I started attending, some friends brought me. We weren't even at the Barker Road site. We were over on Calhoun. And there were probably four or 500 people attending uh, back in the early 70s uh, when I first started attending, like in 73. And uh, and then, yeah, just to be a part of it as, as an intern and then being on staff and just seeing it grow to where it is, God's just done a wonderful thing. And it's been a real privilege just to be a part of it. How, how long have you been um, working with Marky Brewers? Uh, I'll be moving into my fifth year now uh, in, in this at this time. You know, we we had talked prior to coming in studio, um, Pastor Ken. We had talked about Vince Noss, and we've had Vince on twice. Mm. Um, who who really is is a big part of what Baseball Chapel does yeah. uh, throughout baseball. I, look, we've had on guys in the NFL and uh, NBA. We've had on NASCAR and and golf. I don't think anybody does it as well as baseball. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I mean, there are some incredible sports ministries out there in all the areas you just mentioned, um, but, but baseball is so well organized. And and Vince is really one of the key men that has really brought that organization, has brought the the vision of this, 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 this movement of discipleship is really what it is. It's a, it's a behind, you know, sort of in the, in the background. We're not, we don't want to put a lot of publicity and a lot of talk about it. Um, but uh, it is. It's in every every professional team in the world, baseball team in the world. Uh, there will be baseball chapel, and so it's it's pretty cool to see. You know what's interesting is, and and Pastor Ken, I think you'll agree. Uh, when we started faith in the zone, we didn't know. It's not like we had uh, a template because I, we don't know of any other secular sports station in the country mm-hmm. that does a show like this. So this was we were kind of by the seat of our pants a little bit trying to figure out, uh, you know, we'll have some local guys. We'll try to get some regional guys. We'll get some national guys. I think if we looked back and with the addition of of, of guys like Tom Roy from UPI, yeah. who said, look, 
baseball guys are really strong at, at, at wanting to get up on the mountaintop and their willingness to come on a show like this, I think you're going to find really strong. I would I would assume, Pastor Ken, I think you'll agree, we've had on more baseball guys on this show than any other sport. I would I would agree with that, Mike. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I, um, we've had some in studio. You know, Marcus uh, has been in Marcus studio. Marcus Hanel, you bet. Ellis came in. Um and so, uh, you know, you had Daryl Strawberry. Um, pa- Pastor Daryl Strawberry. Yeah, Pastor right. Daryl Strawberry. And then uh, we had Mike Davis. Mike Davis is great. I'll tell you what, his testimony, I still remember. Mm. Remember, he, he had he, he didn't have a ride to right. go, to go right. around town in San Francisco. And he had to he stay had to at stay his grandmother's house. And she was having a Bible study, and she was, you will stay in here and listen. And he yeah. said, man, she was going through the gospel that day, and I uh, I knew I needed Christ, so... That, that was great. She wouldn't let him out of the house unless he stayed in there for a while. Yeah, I I think baseball has been great, and and I pinpoint that right to guys like Vince Noss and yeah. and Tom Roy, yeah. where they are so out in the open. They're, they're look, mm-hmm. this is who I am. This is my belief, and if you want to come along with me, come on. And uh, they do a great job. These guys come on. They always and and, and I have to tell you this, Steve. When these guys come on, they constantly talk about the guy that is the 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 chaplain for that team. I mean, they they constantly talk about, hey, look, this is the guy. He doesn't want anybody knowing who he is. He he probably won't come on your show, um, but he's the guy that you know is is ta- that I'm talking to and doing a great job of being a mentor and a disciple, yeah. just, just discipling me closer to the Lord. And it's funny because. When when I try to reach out to you guys, it's tough sometimes. Yeah, and I'll tell them, look, we're not going to talk specifically about any player because I know that that we we we're not going to do that. But what we can do is talk in general generalities about what you do, how you do it, and and if it's being accepted in that locker room. Yeah, yeah, and I think and that's, that's important. It, it, it is, and um, again, it's a, it's a. A real privilege, and we count it as a privilege to be able to 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 go to the stadium and to to work with these players, and um, and and really, it's a it's a ministry of just presence. It's just being there. Um, my my ministry is much bigger than just the the players. It's to the, to the coaches. It's to the staff. Um, it's to the whole organization. And uh, so on a, on a on a typical Sunday, I'll, I will do uh, four different uh, chapel services. And so I'll do one for stadium workers. And so ushers, ticket takers, anyone that works there can come. And, and we do a, a, a service. And then we do a service, a chapel for the home team. And we do a, team, a service for the, the visiting team. And then uh, I, I do a prayer time with the, the umpires as well. And so and then in between, it's just a matter of walking around that stadium and just talking to people, being available, praying with people. And it's really being a pastor of the organization is is, is what it is. Yeah, Steve, are you able to do anything with their families too? Um, oh, I, oh yeah. I um, uh, my my wife Colleen um leads a Bible study for the wives mm-hmm. uh, on on one of the weeknights, and so during the week I'll do a Bible study uh, for the guys, and um, just walk through a book of the Bible. You know, went through Mark last year, Philippians, James, do that, and then Colleen will do the same thing with the wives. So the, they're both studying the same book during the course of the summer, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll have uh, fa- people over for for barbecues, and mm-hmm. uh, we always over the All Star break. Whoever didn't get to go to the game, um, we have them over, and we'll just have a big barbecue in the backyard and hang out, watch the game. Watch the game, yeah. And uh, and and so yeah, it's a lot of. Uh, 
just a, a ministry to the families, to the wives, oh, awesome. uh, girlfriends, you know, if they're married, not married, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's very holistic that way. Yeah. Uh, I've had the opportunity to uh, to do uh, weddings, uh, done funerals, do uh, counseling sessions. You know, you're just mm-hmm. available to do whatever's needed. Yeah, we, and, you know, we had... Uh, Probably one of the most powerful interviews I think we've had was Bobby Richardson. Yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah. and and how Bobby has he you know he's not a pastor now he he takes great pride that his you know he he has one or two grandsons that are in the ministry. Right. But he said you know starting with Mickey Mantle and on a lot of guys have asked him hey will you do my funeral? Yeah. And uh, so that was neat. The the other thing that I thought because you have. The, the visiting team, uh, is that separate, the, the home team and the visiting yeah, team? Yeah, they are. Uh, I still remember that story with A.J. Ellis telling us with Buster Posey, Clayton Kershaw was on the mound. And, you know, you'll see the, and I told my wife, I've told her several times when Buster Posey steps up in the batter's box, I said, honey, there's something about him. I think that guy's a Christian. And uh, A.J. said uh, he was catching and Buster stepped up in there and, and getting ready to face Clayton. And, and he said, hey, Buster, what do you think about that study in Romans today? He goes, that is great. That is really great. And he's getting ready to square off against Clayton. I said, hey, but what what about chapter 8 right there? And, and he said, Buster had to step out and go, AJ, I know what you're trying to do. I'm getting ready to face one of the best pitchers in the major leagues. Right. And you're one. He goes, I'll, I'll talk Romans as soon as we get get off the field. But right now, I got to stay focused on Clayton. Yeah, I said, that's how Christians talk smack right there. That's, that's smack that's talk right. from yeah. those Christian yeah, boys. Right to Romans 8. Yeah, right to Romans 8. And, yeah, there's no chance he's going to get ready to, to face Clayton. Well, our special in studio guest, and we're going to get to a break, uh, Steve Sonderman. He is the president and founder of the No Regrets. Uh, Ministries that we're going to talk about uh, their conference coming up here in February. He's also the chaplain for the Milwaukee Brewers, and uh, he's a pastor at Elmbrook. You can go to noregretsconference.org for more information on uh, what this conference is. If you don't know what it is, trust me, it, it's had such a huge, huge impact uh, all over the country and, and all over the world for that matter. Noregretsconference.org, where you can get some information. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bunzel's Old Fashioned Meat Market. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our special in-studio guest, Steve Sonderman. He is the president and founder of the No Regrets Ministries, chaplain for the Milwaukee Brewers, and he's a pastor at Elmbrook. He's also a uh, Brookfield Central grad. Man, there's one that did some good. No, man, there's some good people at Brook Central. I'm a big fan of that school. Hey, Steve, can we talk a little bit of of, um, how the No Regrets Conference, how that started and and kind of where it's gone? Sure. Love to. Um, You know, about 24 years ago, uh, I had just taken over the Men's Ministry in Elmbrook Church, and um, we had taken a large group of men to one of the very first Promise Keeper conferences out in, in Boulder, 
And so we came home and, and it's, you know, getting into the, the winter months and we're thinking, you know what, we should maybe try to do something opposite of PK and just have a chance for the guys to get together and, and sort of try to replicate the great worship and have some speakers and, and things like that. So I, I literally pulled together a, a, a small group of guys, about 10 or 11 guys, and said, hey, what do you want to do? How do you want to do this? And uh, we thought, well, let's just do a Friday night gathering. And so we pulled together a worship band and we... Uh, Asked Joseph Stoll, who was then at, at, at Moody as president, to come up, and him and Stuart would each do a, a, a message. We were just hoping to do something for the guys at Elmbrook. That's all we were, we we had in mind, and and all of a sudden, three thousand guys show up, and just word got out, and it was like we just we couldn't believe it. And uh, we had a wonderful evening, and then we stopped and said, well, maybe we need to do this again. And so the, we planned it for a Saturday the next year. And that's when we added some seminars in between, a couple of keynote messages. And uh, and so for those first, you know, 10, 12, 15 years, really, that's just what it was. It was just a, a Saturday gathering. Um, it was selling out quicker and quicker and quicker. And and finally, we got to the point where it literally sold out in one day. And and this was in early November. We thought, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? We got Howard Hendricks coming and more guys want to hear it. And so I called my brother up who was out at Westbrook Church at that time. We said, hey, Dave, could you see if it's available? We could have another 1,000 guys out at Westbrook. And it was. So we were able to stream it out there, and it worked. And uh, then we said, we, well, let's go to New Testament Church here in Milwaukee. Then we went up to uh, Christ the Rock up in Appleton. And, and for a couple of years, it was just like four or five churches here in the Milwaukee area. And then some churches started hearing about it nationally and said, hey, we'd like to do that too. And um, and so then we went to 30 churches, then 50 churches, then 60, then 70. And, of course, last year we had 93 churches uh, as host sites all, all across the country, literally from the East Coast to the West Coast into Canada, uh, down to Panama and everything in between. And it's 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 streamed in HD. It's it's an incredible experience. They get to personalize it. They can add their own worship. They can add their own seminars. We want this to be something that is a catalytic event for the local church. You know, with PK, we had the huge gatherings of men, and there was a time and there was a place. It it, it fulfilled the function. You bet. Um, but now it's back to the church where, it, where really it belongs. And and so we're not interested in just getting tens of thousands of guys together in one place, but rather helping the church to really more effectively minister to their men uh, right there in their church and in their in their in their community. Boy, I and and I told you this coming in that my son and son-in-law, yeah. son Matthew, son-in-law John Bonner, have been to mm. uh, No Regrets Conference and both walked away. And in fact, they both called me that huh. day yeah. and and said, "Do you know Steve Sonderman?" And I said, "I don't." I said, "I've heard of him." And they yeah. said, "You got to get him on." And this was, yeah. you know, this is sure. it, it was a while ago. And this year's uh, conference is on February fourth, and I know that the Elmbrook. Um, part of this has sold out already, correct? Yeah, correct. The well, yeah, the part right at Elmbrook Church, uh, the three thousand one hundred uh, seats sold out in literally just minutes. Uh, once it goes online, um, but we still have uh, tickets available for Elmbrook Lake Country. Right, uh, about four hundred tickets still available for out there, and then there are about ten sites uh, in the Greater Milwaukee area. Uh, host sites that they, so if you go on the the website as you mentioned, yeah, noregretsconference.org. In one word, noregretsconference.org to to get the sites and ticket information. Yeah, and we have them on the north side, south side, out on the west side, everything in between. So lots of locations, lots of room yet for guys to get involved. We talk about uh, this year's lineup. Yeah, there, you guys, it's a great lineup. Uh, I can tell you that, and I just yeah. want to kind of go through uh, the process. Somebody comes out, uh, guys that are listening to this show are going to go out now and, and, and purchase tickets. Yeah. What can they expect? It starts at 8.30, correct? Yeah. 
from from 8:30 to 10 we have the large group session so everyone from all over the country will be be a part of what we're doing at the the Brookfield campus and I'll do a quick welcome. Uh, we always have a testimony. This year it's going to be Brian Anderson, uh, voice of the Brewers. Yep. And uh, and and Brian's going to come, and we're just going to sit down, and we're just going to talk about how he came to faith and and what it means for him to integrate his faith into work. And we're going to do a nice long interview with Brian. Can, can I tell you a quick story? Brian's been on faith yeah, in his own. Yeah, I imagine. He, yeah, he's. He's a good, really good guy. Yep. I, I was at Wisconsin Lutheran College for a Christian. They they used to do these Christian um, kind of work Men Christians Leadership Program. Yeah. And so Brian was speaking there, and, and uh, I went out and listened. It was really good. And after, I went to introduce myself, and he said, hold on a second. So you, you sell radio time? And I said, yeah, for, for WMYX and KISS and our sports station. He said, do you have any, like, uh, uh, strip clubs or adult bookstores uh, that advertise? And I said, well, not with me, but he said, hey, if you ever get one, he said, I got, I got an idea. This just popped in my head. I said, okay. He said, go to them and ask them what their favorite charity is. And ask if, they, if, they, if they're willing to promote and celebrate that their favorite charity. And that way, you can take half of the junk they put on your, your airwaves and do it for a good cause. Hmm. And I go, all right. Good yeah. idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. He said, okay, nice meeting you. I'll see you later. And yeah. off he went. Yeah. His mind just goes, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a wonderful, wonderful, strong believer of Jesus, and uh, God has gave, given him a wonderful platform. So that's uh, at eight thirty. So, so in the so. morning, yeah, we have the interview. Then we that. do a, we do a twenty minute worship block, just incredible. And the the beauty of that is to have three thousand guys singing, and then all the sites around the country. Um, they're singing in the right key. They're singing songs they enjoy. That's why and, we're not invited, Pastor Ken. <laughs> and uh, it's just incredible. It's like the roof's going to fly off uh, with the singing. And then we have our first uh, keynote message of the day, which is is Chip Ingram. And uh, he'll be talking. And the morning session is always about what does it mean for a man, like in this case, to experience grace himself. And in the morning, it's sort of more personal on following Jesus and being a Christ follower, then in the afternoon, the emphasis is more on, now what does it mean for us to go out into the world? Having experienced, in this case, the grace of God, now what does it mean to be a conduit of that grace into the world uh, in the afternoon? You know, I like um, looking at your lineup, and and again, these are are men that are coming together, and when you look at some of the messages um, that, that, like Eric Mason is going to have, how to have a strong marriage. And and Ken's going to have lead uh, like Jesus. Um, there there are just some some really good topics yeah. that as as men we might not talk a lot about together. Yeah, you know we might not. It's not like I'm going to have a cup of coffee with a guy that I work with here and say hey, let's talk about how strong your marriage is. Um, but when you in a, in a setting like that, when you're with a group of guys. And that's what we're talking about. Man, you get a lot out of that. Yeah, exactly. And what happens is because the wives aren't there and the kids aren't there, that you can just see the guy's hearts being softened. You can see him being more willing and vulnerable to talk about stuff that's really important to them. And uh, and so some very significant conversations happen. And all the talks do is they, the talks sort of serve as an impetus to, to talk about these things around between the breaks, over lunch, and things like that. And uh, and this year, as you see, we, we have, I think, one of our best lineups of speakers. These are all national guys that are leading authorities in their area. Uh, every year I drive home at the end of it and I go, God, how can you how can you do anything better than this? I mean, it's just, you know, and then the next year it happens again. I thought last year we had the best lineup of speakers. Now this year I think we have the best lineup of speakers. 
And and right now we're working on next year's lineup, and it's it's going to be incredible again. It's it's unbelievable what God does. Yeah, how many? And we had Jason on Faith in the Zone talking, and he works on uh, No Regrets Conference. He's at Elmbrook. Yeah, and and he said, look, it's not like we have this major staff. Yeah, that that, yeah. that spends full time putting this thing together. Right. Uh, the results might look like that. Right. But but we really don't. This is just people. A lot of volunteers doing it's, this it's work. It's almost it's it's ninety eight percent volunteers uh, that 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 do this. It was just an original twelve guys that that put it on, and now we have a team of about eighteen men that meet every single month year round to plan it. But they each have a team of men as well to do it, and so there's about. Two to three hundred guys that volunteer to make this event happen, and they really are the and it's it's become the largest men's conference in the country now, and it's it's ninety eight percent volunteer, which is just unbelievable. Again, he is Steve Sonderman. He is the president and founder of the No Regrets Ministries. Their their conference, the No Regrets Men's Conference, is February fourth. You can go to noregretsconference.org for more information, ticket information. Uh, before we get to a, a break, Steve, how how do other churches, not only here locally but throughout the country, that want to get involved? Um, how do they get involved? They reach yeah. out to you guys. Yeah, if they if you go to that website, the No Regrets Conference website, there is a, a box. You'll see it right on the front page that says, "I want to be a host site." And and they go there and explains exactly what is what they need to do, and it's still not too late. We have I think eighty five churches signed up already. We're expecting another twenty or thirty here in the next month. So if they want to be a host site, they can go there. Everything's laid out for what they have to do, and then we have a team of men. That's all they do is work with these churches and help them to get ready. What you have to do for registration to line up your seminars to build your worship band to get your facility ready. A whole team of men. That's this is all they do is work with churches all over the country to help them to happen, make it happen. Man, it's, you know, Pastor Ken, it, um, it's something like this is, it, it, it's not done by, by just men. I can tell you that, <laughs> right. you know, it, it just isn't. And, and I'm impressed with, with, uh, the willingness that these guys have to be able to do this throughout the country and certainly their mission, um, to get this conference done and, and, uh, the people that that I know, and I've not been to one, the people that have been to, to these conferences keep coming back year after year, and they definitely look forward to it. Uh, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, Steve, I want to talk a little bit about what we talked about, uh, a trip that you just got back mm-hmm. from and some of the things that um, ha- has kind of come about because of this. Yeah. And we'll talk to Steve Sonderman on the other side. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by All-American Window and Door. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest, Steve Sonderman, he is the chaplain for the Milwaukee Brewers. He's a pastor at Elmbrook and the founder of the No Regrets Ministries. We're talking about the event coming up on February 4th. Again, noregretsconference.org for more information. Hey, as we uh, we talked prior to the t- uh, tape in this show, uh, you were telling me that you'd just gotten back from, from Pakistan yeah. and you've been to Germany quite a bit. All of this started with the No Regrets Ministry, correct? 
Yeah, it started probably uh, 25 plus years ago. And so um, working with the conference, and then I, I wrote a book, How to Build a Life-Changing Men's Ministry, which really was the first book out there on how churches, again, can minister to men more effectively. And between that, it just sort of took off. And so we had more and more countries just inviting us and saying, hey, we want to we want to know how to minister to our men. Uh, how What does it mean to to have a conference? And so, yeah, we've been, we've been to 30 different countries and, and, and seen no regrets type conferences uh, happen. And so, for example, I've been to Germany the last five years. And they have a national team now, and um, and we've been to every major city in in Germany and doing the exact same format. It's on a Saturday, keynote speaker in the morning, seminars in between, and then a keynote at the end with some worship, and uh, and then we do training during the middle of the week, uh, various cities and, and churches, and then we do another weekend after that, and um, and so just recently uh, I got back from Pakistan. I was there right before Thanksgiving for ten days, and I went at the invitation of Operation Mobilization. And uh, went there to to really, this was more leadership development. And for three days, I worked with the, the national team of OM, 25 key leaders that run their ministries all over the country, and just talked about the, the personal life of a leader. How do you build teams? How do you develop leaders? Just trying to encourage them and empower them. And then I spent a day with 120 students who are going to be future church planters all over the country. And then uh, the last three days were with 70 pastors from all over the country. And it was just for me, just so inspiring, so encouraging. Um, there are more Muslims coming to faith today mm-hmm. than ever before in the history of the world. Yeah. And and these um, these men and women are working in very, very difficult, dangerous situations. Uh, kidnapping is at, at an all-time high. Uh, pastors are being, are being uh, killed. And uh, it's majority of Taliban-controlled areas, and yet God is alive and God is working. And these men and women are willing to go into these difficult, difficult situations and to, to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so for me, it was just an incredible privilege to be able to, one, get into the country because, well, it's really been more and more difficult to get a visa to get in. So when that came, I, I said, I know that God wants me there. And um and then to be able just to minister with to, with these people and 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 really it's a partnership you know you just you learn is from them so much and and just your faith is 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 encouraged by by what they are doing. Were you scared going in there? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I, I would you, be too. Yeah, you know, we, I, we live in our bubble. Yeah, here. we do. And um, and 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 so you hear the stories, you know, and uh, you you have to take your precautions. You have to be careful. And and they were the the hosts that that invited me, we took all the precautions they could. And uh, you just, you know, you don't go out in public. You you just, you know, just stay in private and, and do what you do. And um, and yet I, I, I know that I was supposed to be there and that God will God will do what he wants to do, you know. Well, boy, this, uh, you know, Pastor Ken, this no regrets that we're talking about has, has certainly what started out as, as for the guys at Elmbrook and is now throughout the world. Um, it's, and it's really obviously taken off, and, and the way they're doing this, um, very effective to, to, to reaching um, men to talk about some very important issues. Yeah. yeah. Steve, uh, I, I know you're, you know, as we've been talking, you, you keep, you've kept mentioning the gospel. Uh, I know you're passionate about the gospel. Obviously, even at your No Regrets conferences, you know, you probably are seeing men come to Christ yeah. all over the world. Uh, one, one aspect of our program uh, is, you know, 
the, our guests sharing with mm. our audience how they came to know the Lord sure. personally. So we'd love to hear your story, how you came to faith. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'd love to share that. I, uh, I I grew up in Brookfield, and uh, I went to church as a kid. And my my parents were very involved in a in a in a mainline denominational church, and and so they modeled for me growing up service, involvement, commitment, and all that. Um, and but but for me, uh, growing up, sports was my god. And uh, I would go over to Brook Central on Friday nights and watch the football team playing. I'd go into the gym on during the winter and watch the basketball team. I'd go watch the baseball team. And then I just grew up playing it. I played it, and I dreamt it. I slept it. I dreamed it. I mean, my yeah. life was sports. Everything about it was sports. And then as a, uh, a freshman in high school, I was making a throwdown to second, spring of the year as a catcher. Felt a twinge in my elbow. And, uh, and so the next day I went to the orthopedic doc in Waukesha, and uh, he said, well, let's take a look at it. And he said, okay, I want some x-rays. So I went in the next room. And the tech said, we're going to take some x-rays of your back. I said, it's not my back. I can't throw a stupid baseball. And they said, well, they want pictures of your back. So they took the pictures of my back. They threw them up on that big white screen. And there was this huge S-curve. Oh, and I said, oh, my goodness, whose back is that? <laughs> and they go, well, that's your back. You have a severe case of scoliosis. Yeah. And uh, they said, we're going to put you in this thing called the Milwaukee Brace. I said, what? He says, yeah, you're going to have to be in it for 23 hours a day. I said, well, that's I don't know about that. i got baseball practice at 3 o'clock. I said, I'm not sure how that's going to work. He says, well, you did have baseball practice at 3 o'clock. He says, you get it off for one hour to, to shower and do your exercises. I went home that night, and I cried myself to sleep. You bet, yeah. And I said, God, if you are so good and you are so loving, then why are you doing this to me? I've gone to church every single Sunday. I've helped out. I have served. I've done all these things for you, and now you do this to me. That was ninth grade, end of ninth grade. That began a spiritual search for me. And some friends invited me to to Elmbrook to the Saturday night or Sunday night services over on Calhoun Road. I started to get involved in the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, at which was at Brookfield Central there. And, and through that process— it, it All of a sudden, I began to realize it wasn't what I do for God, but what God did for me. I uh-huh. understood his grace. I understood that because of my sin, I was, I was separated from him, and there was nothing I could do to earn it or to merit it. And so uh, at the end of my senior year of high school, it like all came together. And, and one of the leaders at FCA, a man by the name of John Slack, said, Steve, have you really given your life to Jesus? Have you surrendered it all? And uh, I can still remember the place. I can remember the time when I said, God, I want to give you my life. I'm going to commit all that I am to all that you are. And uh, and so that was the beginning of the journey. He discipled me that whole summer. We met every single week um, I, after during the baseball season. I ended up winning the state championship that year. And then I went off to lacrosse. I got involved in the Camps Crusade, University, Navigators, anything that said Christian on it, I went to it because I was so hungry to learn and to grow. I went to my, that winter, I went to my first Urbana Missionary Conference down at uh, Urbana Champaign and just, you know, had speakers like Billy Graham and George Verwer and, you know, all these incredible speakers. I thought, wow, does everyone do this, you know? And, um, and then after that first year at college, uh, it wasn't the right fit for me. I came home and uh, went to UWM, but that's when I started to serve. I got involved in Elmbrook. I started working with a high school Bible study over at Brookfield Central. I started coaching football over there. And so for the next number of years, I just started to serve and started to get involved in ministry. But it was really, that's where the growth took place is when I started to serve and disciple others. 
So that just in a nutshell is mm-hmm. is how I, I came to faith. Man, that's uh, yeah. I, I got we one, love him. I got one question. My son yeah. uh, had scoliosis Did so really? bad that he. Uh, this is when we were up in northern Wisconsin, hmm. and uh, my cousin's son played for the Packers, and St. Vincent Hospital had one of the premier doctors to uh, work. I mean, to operate and to correct the scoliosis. Sure. So uh, my son went through an eight-hour surgery. We didn't We didn't get the opportunity for the brace. So did the brace help you, or did you have to go to yeah. surgery eventually? Um, it helped me. It, 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 I went, I had 60-degree curves down to into the 20s, which is functionable, mm-hmm. and uh, I was able to do that. But I would say that over the years, I've, I've, I've gone back. Back, yeah. And so I, I, I now, I am not where I was, but it's, it is limiting to me. My yeah. bottom four vertebrae are, are fused just naturally, yeah. and I have dis- degenerative disc disease. I've got st- stenosis, so I have to be very careful. Yeah, and I uh, do a lot of walking. And yeah. every day, I, I lift three times a week. I have to take care of myself. Otherwise, uh, I, I've had times where I've been out for a week. Yeah, because well, of it. I tell you, we uh, that was a big trial. That was Kyle, yeah. you yep. know, and he he was out of sports for a year, mm-hmm. and then the first year he gets back in, he's playing soccer. He's uh, a sweeper, and he and this boy from Green Bay go up against each other. They're high in the air trying to hit a ball, and that boy comes right down, smack right on him. I mean, they were both in the air, and I thought, yeah. oh, boy, we'll see how well that surgery, but yeah. but, it, but the Lord's really helped him, and he's a he's college soccer coach now out wow. in Pennsylvania at a Christian college. So, Hey, guys, uh, we're going to get to a quick break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. Uh, Steve Sonderman, he is the president and founder of No Regrets Ministries. He's a chaplain for the Milwaukee Brewers. And uh, the No Regrets Conference, again, coming up February 4th. Hey, uh, other than, real quick, other than Brian Anderson, uh, did some of the Brewer players get involved in this? Any guys that are any guys uh, in town? I, I would assume most guys are out of town in, in yeah, February. They, they are. Yeah, last year we had a testimony of Marcus, which you know, sure, and uh, and so we used his testimony a little bit in as far as the conference is concerned, and uh, yeah, all the guys are are at home, they're uh, getting ready to hit spring training in in early February, and so uh, they're actually here the weekend before all the time for the big Brewer blowout right. that they do, and uh, so I just encourage the guys to go wherever they're at because most of them have host sites near them, and so a lot of the guys have gone. Um, and of course, as their Christmas gift this year, they're going to get a No Regrets T-shirt. So Look at you. those are going out this week. Yeah, yeah that's so nice. <laughs> well, you, and, and you got AJL. Is he? I mean, he, yeah. he comes here. Yeah, you yeah. Know, the so. only I think yeah. the only guy comes north for the uh, for the off season. That's what I think. Right. Again, February fourth. Uh, go to noregretsconference.org for more information. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio one hundred five seven FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Young Express. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Steve Sonderman is our special guest, the president and founder of No Regrets Ministries chaplain for the Milwaukee Brewers, and he is a pastor at Elmbrook. Again, go to noregretsconference.org for more information on the conference on February 4th. If, if you're in a church that does not is not involved with this, again, at, at, uh, on their website, there's a way to get your church involved. There's 85 to, to 90. Right now, churches all over the world 
I guess all over the country or the world? Yeah. Well, all over the country. We do have them in Canada. We do have them down in uh, Central America as well. Okay. It'll be streaming on this day. And then the, the, the uh, there's country, countries and churches around the world that'll be doing it on different days throughout right. the course of the year. When when a church does that, um, yeah. is it, there's times in between speakers for them then to, to, to be able to talk to their guys and yeah. do their own stuff. Exactly. Right? We have the two main sessions where we're all together in the morning, 830 to 10, and then 230 to 4. And then in between, churches can do their own seminars, or they can stream in ours, or do both, their own plus ours. Um, and then they can have their lunch time. There's the break time, and so yeah, churches can personalize this and 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 use it to really minister to their guys and allow their guys to get to know each other. When you started this, and I know the yeah. answer, but I'm gonna ask you anyway. Yeah. You you had no idea oh. that this was gonna get to where it's at. No, no, no idea at all. Is was, there a ceiling? No, not with technology. It, it, I mean, it's one of those things that, that, you know, technology can be used for good or it can be used for bad. And, and, and this is one of those things where we can literally be in, in, in a thousand churches and uh, all over the country, all over the world. And, um, and so, and again, it's, it's, it's something that the, the local church can do. It's, right when I, it's like when I wrote the No Regrets Study series 20 years ago, this, this you know, the discipleship materials. Uh, I wrote it for the Elmbrook guys. I never imagined that we'd have four or five, six hundred churches around the country using this material to disciple their men. I mean, I just never, never envisioned that. Is there all types of churches doing oh, yeah. this? Oh, yeah. We have all different denominations. Um, you know, Lutheran churches, Methodist churches, Presbyterian churches, non-denominational, Baptist, independent, evangelical, free, um, just a wide variety of, of, of churches that are doing it. Do you, do you Does this tell you, and I'm, I'm going to ask Pastor Ken the same question. Does how this has grown? It, it's got to give guys like you hope that that when when done correctly. Look, Brookside does a men's stake out, yeah. and and, it, and we do it really well. And there's a lot of guys that come to this thing. Yeah. Um. And and I'm always impressed with the way it's done. If it's done right, when you see the kind of success you've had with this, there's just a thirst. From from men to be able to hang out with other guys and have this discussion, right? Exactly. I everywhere I go in the country, as I'm speaking, as I'm training, there is this hunger, there is this thirst of guys to be together with other guys, to sharpen each other. Most so many guys think I'm the only guy going through this. There is no one else that has this struggle, and yet, and they get in an environment like this where you can you can provide a place of safety. A place where, where men can be real and they can be honest with one another. The walls start to come down and they begin to share what's really going on in their lives. And and I just see this every place I go. Guys want practical teaching. When I, I do a talk at, for pastor, at pastor's conferences on what are men looking for today in the church? Why are men leaving the church? The number one thing, in their, thing they're looking for is relevance. I mean, 72% of men that don't go to church say the reason I don't go to church is because it's not relevant. Where the church is not answering the questions that men are asking, and we're ans- answering the questions they're not ans- asking. So, in, in a place like No Regrets or a Men's Breakfast or a Steak Fry, like you guys yeah, do, yep. you can you can provide that environment where where men can be men and they can share and they can talk about the things that are important to them that are real in their life. The other thing is, men want to be a part of a cause bigger than themselves. Right. They want to be a part of something bigger. And when you gather men together, whether that's for a breakfast or a steak fry or a no regrets conference or whatever it is, they they realize, you know what, I'm a part of something. I want to make a difference. I want to change the world. And it, it provides a place where they can do that. 
Yeah, I got a question there for you, Steve, with this. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just give a quick illustration. When I was back there in Colorado Springs and I was at the funeral home, uh, the, the fellow that we were talking to, my dad, military, so he had mm. military honors at a military cemetery. But um, uh, the, the fellow was, I, I was talking to, I said, uh, hey, Austin, uh, you deal with death every day. I said, so, what, what, you know, how do you deal with, I mean, are, are you sure you know what's going to happen to you when you die? And he goes, oh, you don't need to, and it kind of got a little tense there. He goes, you don't need to talk to me, man. I, I studied theology. I got, I got it all down. Yeah. So I kind of backed off a little bit, and, and then uh, I was signing some papers. I said, hey, Austin, you mind if I ask you another question? He goes, yeah. I said, if you were face-to-face with God, and he said to you, why should I let you into my heaven, what would you say, Austin? He said, I'd tell God I'd be upset if he didn't let me in because he made the Bible so cryptic. Hmm. He made it so confusing. I go, wow. I said, I've never heard that that response to that question, Austin. I said, uh, I don't think that God made the Bible confusing. I think religion and man has made the Bible confusing. And so when, when you get guys from different denominations and you're really emphasizing the gospel of Jesus Christ, I mean, there are some denominations, it's like someone said there are 300,000 religions out there, and they can talk about God and they can talk about Jesus, but they usually, you know, 299,999 say, you got to do something, you got to do something, you got to do something. So how, how do you work through the gospel message when 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 you might have a group saying, well, no, Jesus can't quite do it. You got to be baptized, sure. you know, too. Yeah. How, how do you how do you yeah. deal with that? You yeah. just keep your focus on the gospel and Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah, that's a great question, Ken, and I appreciate that. And yeah, I think a couple things that we do that to to, to help us in that. Number one, uh, our choice of speakers <laughs> mm-hmm. is that we are very careful who I will will put in that pulpit and have that the the privilege to open the word. So we're, we're we're careful on that, and we spend a lot of time praying. We listen to guys, and we 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 make sure that they that they're they're, they're solid biblically. So in the the speakers that we choose, and then we talk to them about the messages that we want. Um, we make it very clear to the the opening session message that we want a gospel presentation. Okay. That that's part of what we do every morning, every year. Mm-hmm. That we want in whatever the theme happens to be, that we get to this place where the the gospel is part of what they're doing. The gospel is 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 laid out for for men so that they understand who Jesus is and what Jesus has done for them and and what it means to follow follow him. Yeah, because that that's really I think I'm, I'm glad to hear that because yeah. that's really the biggest relevance that not yeah. just men oh, yeah. but people have. I mean, yeah. because religion never. The re- and, and we just had a fellow who's yeah. been working in Indonesia. He's seeing tons of uh, Muslims come to Christ. And I, I told him last week, I said, I love how you say it. The reason you see that is because religion does not satisfy. Right. The only yeah. the only one who can satisfy is Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so that's and, why you have people that are religious but frustrated. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, exactly. I mean, I, I, you know, they leave a service and they go, man, they're not telling us something. I can just sense they're not telling us, and what they're not hearing is that Jesus Christ alone can take away your sin. I, I'll tell you, the, 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 the highlight of the conference every year is the last two or three minutes when I get up at the end of it, and we have our, our, our time of commitment. And I say the same thing every year. I say, guys, this is not about just being a better dad or being a better husband or being a better worker. It's not about being a nice guy, because I said God is not interested in nice gods. He wants holy men. And if you are not committed to Jesus and giving your whole life to him, that that's where you have to start. Everything else is secondary. Mm-hmm. You come to Jesus, he'll make you a better dad and a better husband, mm-hmm. and he'll do those things. But it starts with that focus on 
who is Jesus and what has Jesus done for him and what he wants to do in and through you. And, and just, you know, just to have that time where the guys have that moment to do business with him. And we always end with that because I want this to be a, I want them to feel like they're on holy ground. And this is a time for them as a man, just to stand before God and say, God, what do you want to do in my life? Yeah. There is nothing more powerful in my life yeah. than to see that happening and see those heads bow wow. and guys. And we know every single year guys are coming to Christ, making serious commitments, breaking away from addictions and doing the things that they need to do. Yeah. So That's I appreciate awesome. you for bringing that up. Yeah, man. It's, See, there you go, Pat. Good question. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a big question. Yeah, it is. It's a huge question. question. I mean, that, that's what, what Faith in the Zone is all about, I, because yep. we, we got listeners out there who might be religious, but what they're hearing from yeah. these other guys who, in fact, I, I can't remember how many guys we've had on, including Mark Jackson, you know, who talked about, this is what my parents brought me up in, but... I never heard the I never heard that Jesus Christ could take away my sin problem. Yeah, when 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 his now wife asked him, "Are are you saved?" He said, "I have no yeah. idea what are, that means." Yeah, are you a Christian? He goes, "Yeah, I'm a Christian." She goes, "Well, are you saved?" He goes, oh, I, "I don't know what that means." What does that mean? Yeah, and he went to went to a Catholic high school, Catholic grade school, Catholic college, and he'd never heard that. Yeah, never and heard so, the gospel. Man, guys, this has been great, Steve. We uh, we really uh, appreciate uh, your willingness to come in again. February fourth is the day. Uh, go to noregretsconference.org. If if you're a guy that wants to just come out and join them, that's great. If you're a church that might want to host, uh, again, there's information on all of that. These guys are ready for uh, any phone calls that you have. I'm sure that they've been asked everything over these past twenty uh, some right. years, man, and they're ready to help you. No regrets conference. Org. And he's Steve Sonderman. He's the president and founder of the No Regrets Ministry Ministries, and he's chaplain for the Milwaukee Brewers and uh, pastor at Elmbrook. He's not uh, nearly busy enough, obviously. <laughs> Steve, thanks a lot for coming in. Hey, it's been yeah, great being you, here, meeting you guys. Yeah, really yeah, appreciate yeah. it, Pastor Ken. It's great to see you. Yeah, good to be back, Mike. Yeah, it, it, you'll be back now for a while, right? Uh, I'm back for a while, Mike. Can't get rid of me. Uh, I keep trying. <laughs> he keeps coming back. Thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 